Warning, this show is a put together by morons. Listen if you want, I don't give a shit. Win, twins, win. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a day that starts or ends in Y. And it's time for Wise Cracking with Winter. Always located conveniently on your podcast app. Easy to find, hard to listen to. Well, let's bring in the boys and start this shit show. Here's Justin and producers slash political Paul. Fellas. All right, guys, you on the air? Sure. Uh-huh. Well, I got the Slave Raider on for Justin. Sorry about the show starting late, buddy. Late? Next week? What? So the fans want to know what what were you doing in that half hour window where when the show was supposed to start at eight o'clock Central Standard Time, but instead we popped on at the ripe old time at eight thirty five. So what were you doing in that half hour? Now and being the cordial sometimes guest host um, of said picks, I was ready and waiting fifteen minutes early just in case. I kind of doubt that. Political Paul, you want to weigh in? I don't know what Justin was up to. I watched some TV here. I had a little bit of the baseball game on, a little hockey. And then and then I turned on, I found this uh, Minnesota gubernatorial debate. Oh, you watched online. it. Okay. I All found right. it streaming. Why aren't you uh, on there, Mike? Yeah, I mean... So we're going to get into this. And you. Okay, you guys want to get into this? The the reason why the show... Well, I mean, I think the fans want to know the reason why we're starting the show. Want to know? Hell, need to know. I don't think the fans care because they listen to it on demand. They don't know when the show... The show starts when they hit play, right? So... Yeah. Anyway, I was watching the Minnesota governor debate, gubernatorial, whatever... Between Scott Jensen and Tim Walls, and that's why I started Ooh. late. To get to the second question, I wasn't on it because I'm not running for governor, genius. Those two are. What What about your supposed alleged running? That's a good question. Uh, Justin, you want to feel that one? Yeah. Um, on, a, on a much greater topic. Um, Paul, what hockey game were you watching? Okay, Justin tried to pivot. Uh, Justin, would you please answer Kings, the question? Kings and Flames. Uh, just one second, oh, nice. Paul. Watch Paul, I'm going to turn nice. your mic off. I'm going to turn your mic off, just like at the debate. Justin, why was Hugh McTavish <laughs> not at the debate tonight? Why was who? Do you even know who's running for governor of Minnesota? No, I just know that Walls better not win because uh, otherwise we'll all be in jail, just like in World War II. Yeah. So why would why would that be? Walls is a communist pig, lying piece of shit. Where did you find that <laughs> oh evidence? Oh my! 
Was that in like some Q rag that you got mailed to your house because their website got <laughs> shut down? Uh, yeah, because uh, I grew up on a farm. I took seventh grade science and know about viruses and know that you don't fucking lock people up for two and a half fucking years on fucking pseudoscience. How about that? Okay, when and you got around and lie about bullshit, saying that he's protecting us by trying to pass gun laws while he lets criminals fucking destroy downtown Minneapolis and St. Paul. Okay, when, when when you got sick as a young lad on the farm, and where was that farm, by the way? Stearns County. Okay. Did your mom let you go run around outside with the flu or go to school? Yeah, because <laughs> I never fucking got sick. Is uh, your mom there? Busy. Go wake your mom up. milking animals and shit like that. I was working. <laughs> Were you Not mi- fucking laying in bed being a fucking crybaby. Were you milking bulls? Well, if that's what it took. <laughs> Unlike you, Mike, I wasn't using my lips. <laughs> okay. But you're evading the question. Um, why wasn't Hugh McTavish at the debate, Justin? I have no idea. I'm not into politics. I got my political science degree, and everybody's a jive-ass turkey, so I don't listen to them. How about that? Did you get that at the National American University at the Mall of America, your political science degree? <laughs> Yeah, that might be where yours came from. Set yourself free, National American <laughs> American University. University. Yeah, I think that's where. Are they a sponsor too? Uh, no, I, I don't know that they're even in existence <laughs> I anymore. Think I think they're closed now. Oh, I cannot say where I got my degree from because it's an actual accredited, real university. They'd be embarrassed to hear you on the show, or what? Oh God! <laughs> well, well, it's a university. <laughs> if you have a take other than toying. Fucking walls is communist line. Yeah, then they would be embarrassed. Yeah. What makes a guy a communist? I'll ask Justin this question. Go ahead. Uh, he believes in communism. How about that? Where did you read that about walls? Not that I'm defending him. I'm not a fan of walls, obviously. I'm just wondering where you got your information. Let's see. Um, he's in favor of taking all liberty, rights, and anything he can away from the population of his state. It's funny, Jensen never mentioned that in the debate. You think that would be something they could really get him on? You think that he would, wouldn't you? Yeah, but funny enough, it was never brought up. Did you see that on a YouTube channel? Where? No, I, didn't, I haven't watched any fucking bit of nothing. Do you typically get your news off YouTube and tell the truth? No. Okay. Paul, you want to weigh in? Uh, I mean, I'm not a Minnesota voter, so I mean... Nobody probably cares what I would say. I thought it was interesting that Justin said he's he's not into politics and then tells us he's got a political science degree and that well, Walls is Last time I voted was for Dukakis. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. Why did you why did you pursue a political science degree? Say again. Why did you pursue a political science degree? Were you were you yeah. into politics back uh, four um, years ago? It was easy. I knew yeah. everything about it. Could use it for pre-law. Okay. Right. So did you go out and get that law degree then? or? Hell no. Okay. I just settled for a double major, economics and political science, and said, I did my time. Give me my paper. I'm getting the fuck out. Are you are you into economics? No. <laughs> Mike, are you're into broadcasting? You got a broadcasting degree, right? No. I have a bri- I'm on I have a broadcast certificate. 
So I oh. took a nine-month course in broadcasting. I don't have a journalism degree. or a, Nine months? Is that all? It was nine months. You could either pick from two years. Like a year and, and a half or something. No, and you get your like. Did you stretch it out? Because you were busy like hacky sacking too much to go to class. <laughs> yeah, there was so that. Like, plenty of that at Brown in- Institute. That's funny enough. It's defunct. So I got a question for you, Mike. Are you an accredited that. media member? I'm going to pivot back to you, Justin. How come you never pursued any kind of career in economics or political science? Well, you got to answer my first question first. I forgot what it was. Paul, what was the question? I think it was if you're an accredited member of the media. I feel like I am. Um, <laughs> I, All right, let's go to some Timberwolves and Wild and Vikings games. Let's get some sideline passes. Let's go, dude. I don't do sports. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we do. We do We do picks. I, I, I'm sure I could reach out to the Timberwolves dude, and the Twins and uh, the Vikings and try to get some passes. There you go. You really should. I heard that they're giving away tickets for Bears games in Chicago. Like, <laughs> like they're, That's an absolute lie. They have to pay people to show up. I think they uh, break into cars and just leave the tickets on the front seat. <laughs> Do they? Maybe they break into the vehicles and put them in some seats so people have to enter the stadium to get their car back. There you go. They might leave the keys sitting on different seats at uh, Soldier Field. <laughs> yeah, you can hey, bring his left where where the car was with a seat number. <laughs> Here, here's a question I know you guys will appreciate: is how many thousands of people do you think fell off the season ticket waiting list for Lambeau Field after the Jets uh, went through there last <laughs> week? What waiting list? There's a waiting list, Paul. Do you have that number? Uh no, I don't have that number. I've heard it's in the tens of thousands and that people wait like entire generations. Right. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And so people took their names off the list because they lost to the Jets? Oh, you know, it's just a joke about how bad the Packers lost to the Jets. Well, the Jets, you know, turns out that, you know, the Jets aren't that bad, boys. They're pretty good. I, well, I know that. You know, I'm surprised. I give it three years and there won't be a waiting list for the Packers. Ooh, Paul, you want to? Uh, do you agree with that or? No, I mean Packers fans are very, very loyal and diehard. I mean, <laughs> like it or not. You uh, obviously don't remember before the Favre years. More than ninety-nine percent of pa- the Packers' thirty-eight thousand season ticket holders renew their seats every year, which results in about seventy to a hundred new ticket buyers. The team has a waiting list of one hundred and forty thousand. For Lambeau Field, which means a long time on the list, according to the USA Today. Yeah, until they lose a couple games. I don't know if they jump off like uh, Bears fans do. I think they stay on. Paul, are you going to find a new team like you did with the Vikings when they lost in 98 and you (laughs) jumped off the ship? I mean... I I don't have any plans. I mean, we're due to come around one of these seasons. That's what we say I was thinking Vikings. about the other day, though, and I was thinking, now that it's been 22 years since I jumped jumped off the Viking ship, I, I'd say I've basically I've been a Bears fan really longer than I've been a Vikings <coughs> fan. When you think that probably the first time I actually sat and watched a game and had any idea what was going on, I was probably like five or six. So, but yeah, then- that basically means I, I was a Vikings fan for about 20 years and. 
and I've been a Bears fan, I guess, for 22 now. But to be my tw- 23rd season with the Bears. You were also a Colts fan, right? No, I did not have a stint of uh, being a Colts fan as as my primary team. Ex- Although uh, I do believe that you can actually, you know, kind of like root for more than one team. I- I'm not in that like club that says. I root for one team and I hate the other 31 and hope they all lose every week. Well, Justin, let me ask you a question. Sure. You can go ahead and have a favorite team and yeah. then you can root for other teams, I suppose. Most people sure. do. But so his favorite team is the Bears, but then he goes out and buys a Peyton Manning jersey and wears that around. Yeah. Okay, so now is he just rooting for two teams, or is he like a fan of one team, or is he a fan of both teams, or is it like contingent on the teams winning, and then he picks his favorite team? What well, do you think? Well, I mean, it's he lives in in, in Indianapolis, does he not? Last time he I does, checked. and and well, he has a wife that uh, roots for the Colts, and uh, Ma- Manning's a fabulous that, player. Yeah, so but there's there's nothing bad there. I don't I don't understand what the question is. It really. Well, the question is, Paul jumped off the Vikings in '98 because he couldn't take the loss. 2000. 2000. Oh, I'm sorry, 2000. Yeah. So and then he tells everybody, "I'm a Bears fan," and that's it. And now he's super. No, I didn't say, and that's it. Why are you putting words in my mouth? Bullshit. I said, "I'm a Bears fan." That's my number one club. That is what you said. Yep. It was, I believe, February or no, probably January of uh, 2000 that you uh, uttered that to so me. So that been the height of the Lovey era? Uh, it was when the Vikings lost 41 donut to the Giants. No, it was, well, it was, bef- it was the off season before that. Actually, I can tell you it was the preseason, so I guess it would have been August. It was after Red McCombs had bought the club and then had scheduled him for a preseason game down in San Antonio where he made his fortune in used car sales. <laughs> and, after oh, the game, oh, and after the game, a reporter asked Randy Moss what he thought of San Antonio. And Randy's words were essentially, oh, man, I love it. The fans are great. The stadium's great. It was up to me. I'd move the team here tomorrow. And did he? And I said, I'm done. I don't. I just, I just don't want to deal with these guys anymore. So you let a senile old used car dealer talk you into not following your home team anymore? Uh, no, it was Randy Moss's words. Oh, his words. Well, he had to say that when the owner of the dealership says, push a Fiat, that's what you do. Yeah, I guess so. Justin, yeah. follow-up question. Are you ready? Sure. Would you be considered a simp? And do you know what a simp is? You're a simp. Do you know what a simp is? Ask your mom. Go wake up your mom and ask her what a simp is. Like a simpleton? Sort of. Like a simp is like a spineless man who just caves in all the time. Because he's sympathetic to others? No, no, no. Not sympathetic. It's, uh, It's new kids slang. They use it all the time. Look it up. What's you, the origin? I don't know. I don't care. It's basically oh. calling you a pussy or a weakling. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that, that about sums it up. So you told everybody that you're a Super Bears fan. That's it. 
But then you go out and get a Colts jersey because that's your wife's oh my favorite God, team. We're still on this. We have to be. I'm sorry, and I'm asking Justin. So, would you be considered a simp for going out and buying a team you don't even like just to keep your wife happy? I mean, why can't you both? No. And I love Sarah. This now, is, this I'll, is I'll an attack this on Paul. For you right now, Mike. I would say yes. He would have been a simp if he would have been wearing a fucking Eli Manning jersey. <laughs> no offense, Sarah. I'm just twisting Paul here a little bit. But I mean, it is kind of spineless, right, Paul? What's that? Well, you're w- running around this Colts jersey when you're really a Bears fan. No, I don't think so. I mean, I I got uh, plenty of uh, Bears gear to run around in. Okay. So would that make you I'm a frustration got, with an exoskeleton or you want, you want to talk about my Raiders Raider. gear? No, I'm uh, sorry. I shouldn't wear any Raiders gear because I'm a Bears fan. And you can only pick one team and fuck the other 31. <laughs> Hate them all. Hate them well, all. Why would you want to be a Raiders fan? I mean, who's not a uh, fucking turncoat? Silver and fan? black, baby. <sighs> what was your favorite Raiders moment, Paul? Or do you just uh, like the colors and the logo? I guess my favorite Raiders moment was when I went to the game last year and they beat the Colts. I think that was week 16, which uh, helped propel the Raiders into the playoffs and the Colts not in the playoffs. Not that I'm, you know, hating on the Colts, but it's just what happened. I felt a kinship with all my silver and black brothers in Lucas Oil Stadium. So are they you in the Raiders well. game? Or out what's the, the deal? woodwork. You know, you know the number one stadium that you're going to used to – well, the Raiders stadium was by far the – you had the highest chance of getting stabbed in the stands. Yeah, Usually I do believe like that. it was three or four a game. So I guess this means that Paul really isn't a fan of any team. He just roots for teams because he says he's a fan of the Bears, but he also roots for the Colts, but then he also roots for the Raiders – but then he also roots for the Jets. So I guess you're not really a fan of any particular team. So you're not really a Bears fan. You just root for teams. Well, maybe he's a Mercury fan. Could be. Hard to tell. Like Freddie Mercury? No, no. Yeah. Any way the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Does it really matter <laughs> to me? Jesus Christ. Well, would you say that that's accurate, Paul? If you say that that's accurate, then we'll just move off of it. No, I'm still Bears fan, still my number one club. No, they're, no, dude. No. Yeah, who's, your, who's your number one club? It's obviously the Vikings. Oh, do you have a number two club? Not really. I mean, oh, you don't root for yeah, the that'd Jets? be the Bears because they're shitty. <laughs> you don't, you don't root for the Jets. Not really. I mean, ne- never worn any Jets gear around town. I owned a Joe Namath throwback jersey because I liked Joe Namath. Oh, so you like the Jets in the past, but you never, you never actually root for the Jets to actually have a good season. I liked a Jet. I don't know that I which be- Jet. Namath. Oh, did you watch him play? No. 
Oh. See, that's the magic of the television. So you never, you never wanted the Jets to win a game that you were watching. I guess I'm indifferent. It, it, you never, you never were like excited if the Jets beat a team or were had a winning record. Anybody that beats the Packers, I'm for. So uh, yeah, you never, you never after a, a New York football victory would proclaim J E T S J E T S Jets Jets Jets. No. Why would oh, I do that? Come on, don't lie, dude. I've heard well, number, you. Number one, he can't spell anything beyond two letters. So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> wow. It, it, then they just start punching below the belt when they're beat. You know, I I get it. I got it. That's fine. Paul, just say that you root for teams in the NFL. You have no team, and we'll move on. Bears are my number one team. You don't have. A Can we please one move on? We've been Raiders are my number two us. team. No. And after that, you know, it's a little bit variable. I mean, I could try to do a ranking from 3 to 32. Top five. Just top five. Let's go. Top five? Is that what you said? But what about the Colts? Isn't your wife going to be mad if you don't say that you root for the Colts too? I mean, how are you going to deal with that? I mean, I'd probably put the Colts down there around, I don't know, four, five, three, maybe. Depends. Well, who's in your top five? Let's go. I like the uh, – I got a soft spot for the Arizona Cardinals, even though they're terrible, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I kind of like the Jets. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's teams I really don't like that I'll actively root against. Like who? Sometimes it depends on the matchup. Like who? And a lot of times I go with the underdog. And then – also, sometimes it'll depend on where I've put my money at the sports book. See, there we go. And, and that's what I was kind of driving towards is that everybody can have a favorite team, but with the explosion of fantasy football and now online betting being so easy everywhere except for Minnesota, does anybody really have a favorite team that they root for no matter what the outcome anymore? Cause yeah. I, you know, I don't know that, you know, because let's say you you picked against the Vikings last week and you thought the Dolphins were going to cover. I didn't. But, you know, yes, you did. No, I didn't. I didn't. Bet. Uh, I got the I got the picks from last week written yeah, down right here. That's just. Yeah, so what was it? That's just music. Uh, it was Miami for Mike. Yeah, I did. I picked against oh, them. Okay. I was betting, you know, fictitiously. I didn't actually put money on it. But I it's bet not like against them. You just them. changed your story. Well, no. What I'm saying so is, according to the record, who is who won against Minnesota and Miami? Uh, let's let's see. Paul picked Minnesota minus three. Mike and Justin picked Miami plus three. Because we were them. wagering. See, see what I'm uh, saying? So what are you saying? The so wagering you and the fantasy. Fan no, no. Did I was just. Him? I was a. I was more of a fan of making a pick and possibly making a bet on it than of rooting on my home team. Like, I put the bet first. I'd be putting fantasy football ahead of stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you you also have to remember that we thought that it was going to be the good third-string quarterback and not Bridgewater playing Teddy Two Gloves. He was in, and then he got knocked out. Yeah, yeah. And and then that's when the line changed. Hmm. Then we lost. We did, and once I was glad I didn't put any Always money an on excuse it. Excuse with these two. Right, 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 right. 
Justin, would you say that you're addicted to the TV? I cannot tell a lie. Of course I'm not. So it's Justin, part of my life. I'm not addicted to it. I think you both have a serious problem because like last week when we did the show on a Monday night, that was pretty eye-opening. When you were <laughs> recording a football game that you didn't have any money on, that neither one of the teams was were they weren't the Vikings. But you hold still on, had on, to record it. And Paul I did you have money. You didn't Wait, have either fantasy team was football the players playing. Oh. What? I had fantasy football players playing. I, okay. And I had my I had my number two team, the Raiders, going. Right, yeah. And you're like, you shouldn't have had the game on. Put that you're in your paper smoke. TV. Why do you need that on? Why? Why can't you focus on one thing? Why do you have to have a TV on in the background? Both hey, of you. Some of us are just better at multitasking. Is it? Well, when you're multitasking, you're doing both things or all three things shitty. If you're focused on the one thing, you'll that's do it your well. Opinion. I think that's the opinion of most people. Justin, do you have to have a TV on in the background while you're doing something else? Finish drinking your semen. That was me, actually. Oh. Is Justin still I don't know where there? Justin yeah, get some soup. <laughs> Ma! Soup! Milo! Uh, I guess the uh, uh, Meals on Wheels showed up, and I don't. I don't have to have the TV on, but I like to. It's not like Why? you know, pay per view. Like I pay the same amount every month, no matter how much programming I watch. I mean, obviously, there's a nominal cost for electricity, but uh, you know, especially this time of year, you got football, you got baseball playoffs, you and got... now you got the NHL and NBA starting. I don't give a where, what are, where are we at with picks for the year? Who's plus, who's minus what? Well, you never answered the the question. So Meals meals on Wheels showed up and you got your soup. Do you well, have, have to because it's waiting for you for six months to do a stupid episode. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have to have a TV on in the background, Justin, to function? Or can you have it off? Well, hell yeah, to, to have sex, you need to have porn on. It makes it hot. So that's for sex. What about for everything else? Well, if I'm fixing my car, it's got to be a YouTube video about fixing my car, right? So the TV and the phone are the same thing to you, really. It's just another no, screen no, no, that's on. No, 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 no. You have to have an iPad so you can watch it. You know, I'm getting old my eyes. So you have to have a screen on. Oh, for sure. Okay. Two, preferably. Oh, okay. Well, that's honest, so you're both addicted. I'm I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. I think somebody's just jealous because this old man won't spring for a DVR with the cable package. So he <laughs> Mike, because your dad said child preferences so you don't get to watch TV. That's fine. That's funny, and I had that coming. There's got to be a big G sound <laughs> sound effect right here. Shit. No, actually, the truth of the matter is, is he pays for cable because I don't watch it. I don't watch cable at all. That is his bill. That is his thing. I watch like most 
people our age, I'd say. I watch Hulu and Netflix and the other streaming apps. So So really what you're saying is you're too busy on Pornhub and RedTube to be watching cable. No. What? Um, Paul, you want to explain that? No, I didn't understand it. Okay. Just making sure that I... No, I'm just saying that I don't. You can stream anything you want, so I can watch it anytime I want. So why would I have it on while I'm doing something else? I mean, I could see it with a podcast because you can just listen to that while you do something else. But I don't know. I mean, you guys are I know, both just lost. I, yeah, I sure they're educational. Paul, if people are buying a house in Indianapolis, who do they go to? Well, you know, they got a lot of choices out there. There's, uh, last I checked, uh, I think over 6,000 uh, licensed real estate brokers in central Indiana. Oh, that's a lot. So people do kind of spread it around, but I think if they want, like, the best, most competent and thorough service, they go to Paul Lambie over there at Carpenter Realtors. How long has he been in the business? Oh, he's uh, he's been at it for eight years now. Wow, that's a long time. A lot yeah. of a lot of houses sold. That's a uh, that's a number of houses sold, and uh, that's two leap years, six regular <laughs> years. So yeah, in those extra days, I mean, it's even longer than it sounds like. So that's a lot of happy customers, right? Yeah, I like to think so. How do they get a hold of Paul Lambie over at Carpenter Realty? They can go on the internet there. They can go to paullambie.paulcarpenter.com. All right, cool. Justin, your YouTube channel, how's that been doing? Phenomenal. Sweet. And uh, what do you guys talk about on that? Or No, it's not you guys. It's just you by yourself. And you talk about uh, building the perfect dynasty fantasy football team right well nothing's ever perfect but a good one yeah hopefully and you do a lot of research before you do these shows right and you give out the expert advice i have a fair amount of knowledge that's right i know i'd watch it if i was that dedicated to fantasy football and had nothing else in my life where is this channel what's the address of it um Paul Lambie, if you're looking for a realtor in Indianapolis. What is it, Paul? Is it J&J Sports something? With J&J Dynasty. All right. I think it was called J&J Go Away. For your uh, PPR Dynasty leagues uh, related to, obviously, the NFL. So here we go. J&J Dynasty. There you have it. From the horse's mouth, so to speak. What's happening? We're back with J&J's Dynasty. Right. <laughs> it's pretty catchy, ain't it? Not really. Paul, you want to weigh in on that? Uh, you know, I think i got to hear it one more time, just to be sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> i got a buzzer for it. Yeah, go ahead and play it. What's happening? We're back with J&J's Dynasty. All right. You really actually, you've got to go to YouTube.com, search JJ Dynasty NFL, and uh, see the facial expression that goes with that. 
Oh, yeah. Jay Dynasty. Hey, you gotta say it like you mean it, baby. You gotta say it like you mean it, baby. When was the last time you did a show? Too long ago because all I do is lose. Okay. Well, you gotta stick with it, partner. No. Before I'm above 500 in all my leagues I'm trying to win in. Right. So, yeah. Gotta say that much. Yay. If you need a DJ, look no further than Evolve Entertainment. That's Evolve Entertain on Facebook, black and white logo. We also have officiants. We have balloon artists. We have magicians all under one tent. We can book them all and give you one easy price. That's Evolve Entertain. Also, what else can I book or book? What else can I plug isn't Crank- there something about hot dog coverings or something? Cranky, hinky corn dogs. You got it. Ireland's number one, number one corn dog supplier in the Great Emerald Isle. That's uh, Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs. If you'd like to order yourself up a bag of their mix and make them yourself here in the continental United States, Paul, what's that uh, web address again? Yeah, so it's uh, corndogs.ie. Yeah, you can, uh, as you said, order up uh, some corn dog batter mix there. I also heard that there's T-shirts that you can order if you want to be a, a real supporter and uh, corn dog fanatic. I haven't actually laid my hands on said T-shirt, but your T-shirt I'm has led to, I'm led to believe they exist. It has showed Where do you up. Order them at at corndogs.ie. One more time for all the people that may not be paying attention, Paul. C-O-R-N-D-O-G-S dot I-E. That's right. And, yeah, Paul, your sh- your shirt did show up. I got to mail it off to you. Oh, okay. Okay. Mail it with his Manning jersey. Maybe in, re- in exchange for the Cranky Yankee shirt, I'm going to want that Manning jersey. <laughs> all right. It's a deal. All right. Okay. We have an accord. Before we do the picks, which I know is everybody's favorite segment, and that's probably why they tune in anyway, have you guys ever read any of the uh, Am I the Asshole posts on Reddit? I don't think so. Justin? No, I don't know how to read, so that excludes me. Well, Am I the Asshole is on Reddit. It's a catharsis for the frustrated moral philosopher in all of us and a place to finally find out if you were wrong in an argument that's been bothering you. You can go ahead and type that argument up on this uh, A-I-T-A, am I the asshole on Reddit, and then people will vote if you're an asshole or not and made the wrong decision. So I thought it would be fun to read... Maybe a couple of these and get you guys to weigh in on it. Okay, here's an inter- interesting Yeah, you're one. an asshole. Okay. Okay, oh. yes. All right. Am I the asshole for putting my family in a different, a difficult situation because I can't tolerate an extra person on the, in the bus? I am receiving an enormous amount of replies. I could not reply to all of them. It's like a little update. Uh, I'm looking for. What's the, the point now? 
Well, I'm, okay. Here's the, the question. Okay, okay. Here's the question again: Am I the asshole for putting my family in a difficult situation because I can't tolerate an extra person in the bus? Now, here's the original story. What does that even mean? In the butt? Or I mean, I don't on get a, it. On a bus, genius. A bus. B U S. Well, there's a but. I mean, how many people are on this bus? Sixty-four fucking people, so one more person can't fit. Let me read the story. Great setup. 19-year-old female was going to travel to a different state for a cousin's wedding with my family. Initially, they decided to go through a train since none of us wants to drive for seven hours and attend a wedding tired. But I have severe motion sickness and I refused to travel by train. We are going with our uncle's family to make it a small family vacation as well. So my dad and, and her uncle agreed on renting a bus so I would be more comfortable. I had some issues with this too because I do not like to travel with a lot of people, especially when all of them are so fond of talking. The noise is not worth it at all, but I still agreed for my family. Now, a day before, I am informed that we have to take a teen relative with us because her parents do not want her to travel alone, and she is also invited to the wedding. My parents have no problem with it because they believe we can easily make some room for her in this bus. I think I I know the answer. Can I buzz in now? You cannot. Yes. No. However. You're an asshole already for sure. Couple couple levels. There's more here. However, I honestly think one more member will make the environment more suffocated than it already is going to be. So I told my parents I won't be traveling with them if she accompanies and they said they can't back out now after they told Beautiful. her parents they will take her with us. So oh, I have decided to skip this whole wedding weekend family trip and just stay home. This has put my family in a stressful situation because they think their vacation would be incomplete without my bitchy ass. And they do not want to leave me behind. Her mother got very emotional and said she won't be going either. Dad asked if he should book a bigger bus. And I declined because it's not about the size of the bus. I never wanted to travel with so many people. So to close it out, I really didn't mean to see the mean to make them unhappy or stressed when they should be excited for the vacation. But I can't help but feel guilty. I feel like I have ruined the entire trip. Is and she I'll, an asshole? So Justin, go ahead. I'm on a scale of one to ten, she's a ten for being a cunt. Okay, Paul. Uh, that was easy. I mean, of course she's an asshole. I can't drive there. I can't take a train. Oh, I'll ride my demand, my demand, my demand. Oh no, everybody's catering to me, and oh no, I still can't go because I'm a cunt. What? Okay, I'll just argue the other way. What if she gets super sick? What if she gets on that bus anyway? And then she ends up well, throwing up. Tell her to take stuff. a train. Oh no, she Why can't would she do that super easy. Sick? Drive her fucking self. Last time I checked, a train isn't like a worse ride than a bus. Exactly. It's all about being a bitch. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to side with you guys. And I mean, in, in all those hours of show prep you do, is this the best? Am I the asshole you could find? Uh, no, that's the first one when I was scrolling that it caught my... Okay. Okay, how about this, Mike? 
Oh, no, I've got, I've got one for you two morons, <laughs> and you're both realtors, so this one is up your alley. Am, yeah, they're an asshole. Am I the asshole for refusing to sell my starter home for under market value to my mother and sister? Okay, now here's the story. I bought my starter home in my early 20s for $120,000. It's not a huge home. It's roughly 1,000 square feet, two-bedroom, bath-and-a-half townhome. But it was perfect for me at the time. I upgraded it and made it my home for 12 years. I've decided it's time to move on to something bigger. Now, here's my dilemma. My mother, who's 65, and sister, who's 30, got wind that I was planning on putting my house on the market. My home, and this is ridiculous, was valued at approximately $400,000. Even with their combined income, neither could afford a mortgage that size. They want me to sell my home for $120,000, which is what I paid for it 12 years ago. I plan on using the equity as the down payment on my new home that's roughly around $600,000. My mom and sister are pissed. They keep trying to convince me to sell the home for way under value so they can finally have some stability in their life. So my other dilemma is I've never had a good relationship with either of them and moved out of state to get away from them. Both of them are pissed at me and have dragged me and the whole, they've dragged the whole family into this. Half are on my side and half are on their side. Is she the asshole? Paul, the realtor, you can go first. Well, I mean, I'd like to have all the parties here so that we can get testimony, so they can be cross-examined. But, I mean, because it sounds sounds kind of sketchy. He moved away from them out of state, but now they want to move out of state to live in his house. That's what it said. Like, yeah. I concur with that portion, yeah. That that sounds a little weird, but no, nobody should sell a four hundred thousand dollar house to one hundred twenty to somebody to somebody they don't like for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Even if it's his, it's a she. Even if it's even if it's her mother and her sister, it's not just some random stranger. No, no. No, nobody should have to sell a house for that much of a discount. I mean, if you were talking about like taking a five to ten percent hit, maybe, maybe I'd I'd think about siding with the the money grubbing or house grubbing relatives. But then they can't afford it either. So, Justin, what do you think? I'd like to buy a, a vowel, Mike. You can buy the vowel. Hurry the fuck up. What, what uh, do you think? Them. That'd be a capital fuck no. So Leave the money grubbing bitches in their trailer where they belong. <laughs> 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 All right. I'll weigh in last. I, I feel for this woman in her predicament. I mean, she wants to be able to be the hero and save her mom and sister, maybe heal a relationship in the process. And She unlo- does? It doesn't sound like she wants to. Well, I mean, no. she could have if they would have made her a decent offer. I mean, if it's 400000 and they offered, I don't know, 300000 350 and they didn't use a realtor so they didn't have to chop it up with some scam artist, that's what I say you do. 
You just and then you know what's going to happen? They're going to wind up suing her ass, and she's right. going to really hate them yeah, for life. I'm sure because they're going to fuck up the contract. Why couldn't they just agree on an inspector to come look it over, and then they dude, 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 they can't they can't agree on four hundred thousand to one twenty. What do you think that anything else is going to be agreed upon by these scam artists? How do you exactly. think? How do you think a realtor is going to help? Um, do legal paperwork and do the process correctly. You know, like a lawyer does, because you don't need lawyers either. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to side with the seller on this one. I mean, no, she doesn't need $400,000 for a townhome, but she shouldn't be given that big of a discount to her mom and sister. That's insane. Still down three, one to All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the <coughs> show. It is time to pick NFL games. And here to host the proceedings is everybody's favorite sports line commentator slash bet taker, Paul slash political slash producer Lambie. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, so just a quick recap from week six. Uh, interesting note. I know we've joked about how when we're all on the same side of a pick, it's probably a cautionary tale for the uh, listeners to go to the other side. Uh, I know in the first two weeks that we picked, eight times we all picked alike, and seven out of eight times we were wrong, which is pretty pathetic. But good news, uh, we're all starting to pick it up here a little bit. Uh, Well, some of us more than others. But last week we were on the same side of four games and we were actually right on three of the four. The one we all missed was thinking that Tampa Bay was going to get right at Pittsburgh. Not only did they not cover the eight and a half point spread, they couldn't even win the game. Horrible. But we were all right on the Jets at Green Bay. We were all right on Cincinnati over New Orleans and we were all right on Buffalo covering the two-point spread against Kansas City. Uh, Overall, last week, you know, it's a mixed bag. Um, Some of us did better than others. Let's, uh, I don't know, let's work our way up from bottom to top. First, uh, we had Justin, who, congratulations, Justin. You picked five of the games correctly. That means you only got nine wrong. So... I mean, you know, room for a little improvement, but could have been worse, right? Hopefully you didn't actually go to your bookie and bet those selections. Mike, hey, you're 50-50, buddy. Hey, all right. If only there was no uh, vig or juiced at the uh, sports book, you could have come out even. Seven wins, seven losses. Yours truly? Uh, actually, I got to say, I should have followed my own advice at the sports book, I picked eleven correct against three wrong. Wow, you've been hot the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I actually did. Uh, I did actually make a couple of wagers on a couple of these games, and I actually changed my mind from the time <laughs> we committed to our picks to the time Sunday rolled around. So uh, maybe this week I'll, I'll stick with my picks here on the show speaking of which are you guys ready to get into them let's get it on starting out 
Thursday night football. You know, no matter what you think about the line and who's going to win, you know it's going to be some high-quality NFL action because it's Thursday night. And we've got the New Orleans Saints going into Glendale to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are a one-point favorite. Mike, you are up first. Who's playing again? New Orleans Saints <laughs> at Arizona Cardinals. New Cardinals Orleans Saints one. at Arizona Cardinals. Uh, give me the Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals. Okay, you got them. Justin? All right, I got to look at the rigged factor. Okay. And the Saints? Okay. Who's Rick the home Charles, team? What? Arizona. And what's this point spread? Arizona minus one. Basically, it's pretty much as close as you can get to a pick em. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick the Cardinals because why not? Well, now, you know, if I went along and picked the Cardinals as well, uh, I mean, that would probably be a sure sign to our listeners to head right to their local bookie. But as much as the, I think, you know, the Cardinals really do need this game after uh, their early season struggles, I think the Saints are kind of, they're kind of not as bad as you think. Uh, You got Jameis Winston coming back too. Supposedly. I'm not sure that makes them better, but uh, I think they're going to go into Arizona and uh, the woes for the Cardinals are going to continue, although they do have uh, D-Hop coming back from the six-game suspension. I just thought of that now, but I'm I'm sticking with my pick. I'm staying with the Saints. Okay, more fantasy relevance with this one. Don't forget about Robbie Anderson because the Cardinals traded for him today. They did, so they've got D-Hop coming back from suspension. They got Robbie Anderson coming back from uh, having problems. Carolina. Carolina. And uh, Hollywood Brown is going on the shelf for six to eight weeks, if not more, maybe the season. The broken so what does foot. all this mean for Rondale Moore? Nothing, because he's terrible. But then <laughs> when is James James Conner coming back, too? Is Conner going to be back for this game? I don't know. All right, next up. Moving along, the New York Giants travel south to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And get this. And they're a three-point underdog. The New York football Giants are plus three at Jacksonville. Just ten. Tell us the pick. J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. Okay, I mean the Giants because... Yeah, the NFL wants them to be a thing, and they want to keep pumping them. The Jags are a year away, so they don't care. And the Jags are already a favorite anyway, so yeah, take the Giants. All right. I don't know what the NFL wants, but I know I'm enjoying the Giants' uh, early success here. And uh, Right there, that's what the NFL wants. Pump the New York with and them. the LA. I stay with them until somebody proves that they're a fraud. Mike? I got to agree with Paul on this one. Uh, give me the G-Men. They've looked good ever since London. And uh, Jones has, Jones is looking like a guy that may be able to get it done. 
I, you know, he's pretty questionable at the beginning of the year, but uh, I don't know. He's looking better and better. Give me the G-Men until they fall off, I guess. He's like another Eli Manning is what you're saying. He's sketch. He's a little more mobile than Eli. For sure. For sure. Well, that's, that's three for the Giants. That is three for the Giants. So that's a, that's a JPM uh, sports betting picks lock of the week. If you have confidence in our selections. The Next Giants up, are so sketch. Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati is a six-point favorite at home. I'll start with this one. And I wish I weren't starting with it because I'm really not sure. I feel like Cincinnati's kind of getting things figured out. But they're still not firing on all cylinders. And Atlanta, I really haven't seen seen them play much but they seem to be defying expectations um i'm gonna take atlanta not to win the game but i think they keep it close within the six point window mike what say you same thing for me uh six points is a lot against a pretty hot atlanta team against the Bengals. 75 percent of people out there are picking the Bengals to win this one but uh i do to think win or to cover to win but I think oh, Atlanta well, yeah. will definitely cover. So Paul and I, we are, I guess, both on the same page. You think Atlanta wins? I think that they cover. They're going to cover. Right. Okay. But well, you don't think they win? No, no. Justin? Well, I think uh, Atlanta is a terrible team in a terrible town in a terrible stadium with a lot of terrible fans. Um, with that oh. being said... Um, like you're, you're Cincinnati's on the road again. They're figuring it out, and T. Higgins is healthy again. Chase, no, they're they're not on the road. This is at, at Cincinnati. No, they're on the road to the playoffs. Is what I meant. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and Atlanta's on the road to Nowheresville. So give me Cincinnati all day, baby. Cincinnati minus six for Justin. You got it. Next up. The Tampa Brady Buccaneers at the Carolina Hurricane. I mean, uh, Panthers. Tampa Bay comes into Carolina, who's got all kinds of problems. New coach and uh, discipline problems and lack of offense. Uh, Tampa Bay comes in as a 10.5-point favorite on the road. Mike, we're going to start with you here. What do you think? 11 is a lot of points, but this Carolina team is god-awful. McCaffrey's having an offseason again, probably because the other team just expects them to run the whole, run the whole time because Mayfield just eats dicks. Give me – I mean, yeah, give me, give me Tampa Bay all over this one. They're, they're going to kill them. All right, sounds like a repeat of last week. Last week's uh, pick at Pittsburgh. <clears throat> Justin, what say you? Well, first, I would like to know what uh, Carolina team is coming is showing up. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? Is McCaffrey still going to be on the team, or is he going to be traded away? Is DJ Moore going to be on the team or traded away, or any other other picks? You know, obviously they've got a new head, a new temporary head coach. They got a temporary quarterback. We don't even know who the hell's starting in this game. Bro, it's Tampa Bay all day, baby. 
All right, you got him. Uh, tell you what, <coughs> I'm uh, much like I say, I'm sticking with the Giants until somebody proves they're a fraud. I'm I'm sticking with the uh, idea that Tampa Bay is as bad as we've seen them play until they prove me otherwise. I don't necessarily think Carolina wins this game, but I think Tampa struggles to blow them out. I'll take Carolina plus the ten and a half. Next up, we have the Detroit Motor City Kitties heading down to Jerry World. Cowboys are a seven-point favorite at home. Justin, start us out. Well, this is supposed to be the game that Dak is supposed to be back, right? And yet the skeletal remains of <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott, excuse me. Hold on. Do you have a mute button? I don't. Yeah, you do. It's on the phone. I'm on my computer. You're oh. on your computer? Well, then, like, turn yes. away from it or something. I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Start calling this a right. COVID show. So, so Dak is back. <laughs> Dak is back and Zeke is weak. What, what, do you, what else do you have to say? Um, the Lions have the surprise factor going for them. You don't know who they are week to week. So uh, this week, I think that they're going to be right on the under with them. Take take the Lions. I agree. I'm going to take the Lions in the seven points. Uh, I think DeAndre Swift is probably going to be back in the backfield. Uh, I think the Lions have put up points. Although Dallas obviously has a good defense, but I think they keep it close. I guess my prediction would be Cowboys 27, Lions 24. Mike, what say you? I'm going to take Dallas. I think Prescott comes back, and he just nuts all over this Lions team that's just underwhelming and underachieving and just a total letdown as always. Dallas get did, you have, did you have high hopes for the Lions? Big expectations. In the beginning of the season, I thought that they were maybe going to turn the corner, but they're just right back in the old litter box, <laughs> filling that up with their shit. But I, they're going to get everybody back. Chark's going to be back. I don't care. St. Brown's going to be back. Swift's going to be back. I don't care. No. Dallas, huge. All right, you got him, buddy. Uh, next up, we have the Green Bay Packers traveling to FedEx Field or whatever they call it out there near the nation's capital where the Gilead Commanders will host the Cheeseheads. Packers on the road are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm up first. This is a tough one because the Packers are – way worse than they've been in recent years and again i if i guess if i was consistent i'd say make them make them show me that they can blow out a team that they should blow out but the commanders are awful notwithstanding their win over the bears that they basically got because the bears beat themselves uh i think five and a half is is not too big of a number i take green bay to win this one 23 to 17 just barely covering mike unfortunately i'm gonna have to go with you paul and root i'm not even gonna root for him 
Uh, Green Bay is definitely going to cover. Washington is in complete disarray. Most of the owners in the NFL want this guy gone. Who owns the Commanders again? Daniel Snyder. D. Snyder? Yeah, they want his ass out of there. He's an embarrassment, along with his team. Although, Wentz is having a better year than Rodgers. Wentz has 10 TDs, almost 1,500 yards, and then you got Rodgers for the ship packers with nine TDs and 1,400 yards. So go figure that. But, no, I think the Packers will bounce back and they'll beat Washington by 10. Do you know what Snyder and the people around him say when they hear that other NFL owners are supposedly, allegedly trying to force them out? Well, it's not alleged. Um, Ursay of the Colts was quoted that he wants them out. Well, nonetheless, do you, do you know what Snyder and the people around him say? What? We're not gonna take it. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's pretty original. Good for him. So, so why are they trying to get rid of Schneider there, Mikey? He's an embarrassment. There's been all kinds of sexual harassment allegations. Okay, so why isn't why aren't they trying to get rid of Kraft or Jerry Jones? Plus. I mean, plus he named the team after The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, come on. He did. He did. Low move. Pretty low, Snyder. Justin, are you on the uh, Commanders this week? Plus five and a half points. Um, I hate the Packers. There's no way that they should cover it. So, therefore, by reverse logic, I'm going to root for Green Bay because that way, hopefully, they won't win. Um. Okay. Pardon me, but I didn't understand your pitch. Did you, Mike? Um, no. I'm taking Green Bay, so that way, if if they don't, if they lose, then I win, and if they win, I win. Uh oh. I got you. So you're taking the Packers minus five and a half, just like Mike and I. We have Correct. another lock, ladies and gentlemen, out in wisecracking land. Oh, I got a Packers sound effect minus for five that. And a half. Oh, hold on. I'll play the little sound effect, and we'll go back to the music. Where is it? That, Hold on. Would that be a wise cracking lock? Yeah, that's a wise cracking lock. How about that? Pretty nice. Okay, go ahead, Paul. All right. We have the Indianapolis Colts in a bitter division rivalry down in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. Titans are minus two and a half at home. Mike, start us out, please. Well,. <laughs> This could be kind of a tough one. This would be kind of tough. You don't know which Titans team is going to show up week to week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know which Colts team is going to show up? No, apparently not. Every time I think they're going to lose, they somehow end up winning. They're 3-2 and two, along with Tennessee. And, and one. Yeah, you got the yeah, tie. 3-2-1. Do they're you have pretty, any coins in your pocket? Uh, no. Matt Ryan is out throwing Tannehill by about 800 yards. Um, the running backs are – that's a wash with Taylor and Henry. God, I don't, I don't know. What's the line again? Tennessee, minus two and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be really close. Yeah, give me Tennant. Uh, give me the – oh, I don't even know. Give me the Colts. Fuck it. F it. He takes the Colts. Justin. So if Tennessee wins by a field goal, Mike loses, right? Correct. 
Yeah, give me the Colts. Okay. Justin does not believe the Titans will win by a field goal. I do. I'm going to call this Titans 20, Colts 17. I'll take the Titans minus the two and a half. Next up, we have the Cleveland Brownies at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are a six and a half point favorite at home. Coming off a disappointing come from ahead loss to the Giants. <laughs> Again. Cleveland is going to try to forget getting pounded by the New England Patriots. Uh, Justin, can you start us off on the analysis here? Well, number one, we got to start off by is Bateman going to be playing? Because Dev Devin Duvernay definitely is not a thing. Lamar Jackson is showing that he's the best halfback, not the best quarterback in the league. Um, the only weapon that they truly have is Mark Andrews. Cleveland Browns, I mean, finally Nick Chubb came to earth last week, but they've got a ton of other weapons and Deshaun Watson on, on the horizon. So I think that things are looking up with Cleveland, not to mention Cleveland wins and everybody will be tied up at the top of the division in one game behind Cincinnati. Uh, wait. Everyone will be tied one game behind Cincinnati, right? So Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh will be 3-3 three and three by the end of the week. That's what I'm suspecting. I don't know who Pittsburgh plays yet. Baltimore already... Wait. Baltimore already is 3-3. Three and three. Yep. So when they lose, Cleveland will have three wins. They will have three wins. Pittsburgh will have three wins. One win behind Cincinnati with four wins. Right. Sounds good to me. So you're picking Cleveland to win? Correct. And, but you'll take the six and a half points because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, Cleveland seems a little bit Jekyll and Hyde-ish. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Deshaun Watson lurking eight weeks out is doing for them other than maybe it'll motivate Jacoby Brissett to play a little better in the meantime. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that Cleveland wins this, but six and a half is a lot for Baltimore. They're not running away from anybody this year. I'll take the Browns and the points. Mike, what do you think? Give me Baltimore lay in six. And a half. Yeah, and a half. I think they're going to stomp the Browns. Jackson is a stud. He may throw for 300 and run for another 100 against this horrible Browns team. It's so a lot of I got a I got a trivia question there for you, Mike. Okay. How many times? How many games have the Ravens played so far this year? Six six games, right? Right. How many times has Lamar Jackson thrown for over two hundred twenty-five yards? I don't know, but you probably wrote it on your bathroom wall along with a bunch of other stuff about QAnon and other things. Uh, it's pretty easy. It's one. He threw for three hundred yards at one time. That's the only time he's been above two and a quarter throwing. Okay. Well, I might be wrong there, but I know I'm going to be right when it comes to them winning and covering. Well, we'll find out in a few days. Uh, next up, we've got the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 who Mike doesn't root for. He just has a Joe Namath jersey. Yeah, because he's still He said when they played the Packers, he rooted for him. Yeah, I root for anybody playing the Packers. 
Unless so I have money on it. Basically, you have like 31 favorite teams. Is what you're saying? I'd say most guys our age do that play fantasy football and place wagers. Yeah, I stand behind that. The Jets are at Denver. The Broncos are a one and a half point favorite. And it looks like I'm up first on this one. This is a tough one. I mean, Denver has no offense. Russell Wilson is, I, I don't know what happened, but he's not the uh, Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Uh, but Denver does have a, a good defense. Uh, probably the, the best bet is to take the under on this game, whatever it might be at. But I am <laughs> going to take the Jets. Again, another New York football team getting disrespected. They're 4-2, and two, taking on the Broncos, who I'm pretty sure are 2-4. And, four. and uh, they're getting points. I'll, I'll take the Jets and uh, wait for them to prove me wrong. Mike? I'm going to side with you. I'm going to take the Jets, too. Uh, is Zach Wilson still qb Last I checked. All right. Well, either that or he's dating Stacy's mom. Well, they could put in Joe Flacco. He's on fire this year, too. He's a lot like uh, Fitz Magic from, like, the past five years. The old guy going in and lighting the world on fire. Yeah, give me the Jets. They're the superior team for sure. Justin? Well, I like to say it. They ain't giving them no respect, but we're coming. We're coming. Um, give me some Jets all day, every day, baby. People don't know it, but uh, Zach w- or Russell Wilson damn near blew out his hamstring in the last game. Um, last week, he took an injection in his throwing shoulder because he's got a shoulder problem. So, fantasy players, get rid of anything with orange and blue on it except for maybe the defense, and take the Jets all the way, baby. Well, you know what that means, right? You're going to pick the other way? I already picked. Oh, well, I wasn't paying attention. That's, that's, <laughs> that's like three, your entire three life. votes for the Jets. Oh, oh, another... oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Justin, you might not. The only games you're going to get right is that the two that you picked with Paul and I. Well, it's three now. That's another wisecracking lock. <laughs> yep. For those of you interested, since I mentioned taking the under, that is the lowest over-under of the week right now. It's at 39 and a half, and it's probably still too high. <laughs> By about nine. So, bet the Jets and the under. Parlay it if you like, if you're feeling frisky. Now... But- Bet Wilson doesn't throw for a touchdown. Add that to your parlay. I think that might crush the parlay. But I like the Jets, and I like that under. Might have to be giving Paul a call on Sunday. Might might want to not wait for the line to move. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll move the right way. Anyway, uh, next up, we have the Houston Texans. Heading uh, west there to Nevada, Nevada, to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are a seven-point favorite at their home Allegiant Stadium. Uh, let's start with Mike. I know you don't root for the Raiders. Uh, they're, they're not the Vikings, but... No, I don't. Do, but, do you think they're going to cover here? 
In my opinion, this game is definitely the stinker of the week. I don't know why anybody would want to watch this game. These are two terrible teams. Um, I wouldn't bet it because it's they're just god awful. And this for me, this is going to be my ain't doing it pick of the week. Ain't doing it. Okay. Does that guys, mean you're, you're refusing to make a pick? I'll make a pick, but there's no way you should put any money on this game. It's a coin flip of uh, two really shitty teams. So I'm just going to... I'll go with the Raiders because why not? Who cares? Okay, Justin? Quite solid reasoning there by Mike. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so... Well, how many points are the Raiders getting? Seven. They're given seven. Seven. So um, this whole year, the Raiders are minus five for points differential. And the Houston Texans, I believe, are like minus 13 over four games. So I think that seven is way too large of a margin. Give me some Texans all day, baby. That is very solid reasoning. Now, I will chime in and, and just mention that both these teams are coming off a week six bye, and Houston coming off a week five win over Jacksonville. I think it was 13 6. Uh, the Raiders, though, are coming off a, a very tight one point loss in week five to the Chiefs. Mike, Mike might not have remembered that because. He didn't have the game on. They while we still were lost. Last week's episode. They still <laughs> lost. These are two dogs. One in. What are you three talking about? One. You don't watch TV. You don't one know this. Four. Jesus, I'm sure you guys both have NFL Sunday ticket, and you'll re- you'll be recording this game just so don't you make you. sure you get in every minute of it. I think nope. it's, is Houston two three and one. One three and one versus one and four. Oh, one three and one versus one and four. I think both of these teams, though, are a little bit better than their records No, they're suggest. not. No, they're not. Uh, definitely Houston on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think, actually, this is probably a game that would be uh, interesting to think about betting the under. It's currently at 45 and a half. I think the Raiders win. And I was going to say this is a game where the Raiders finally kind of get some things figured out. They're, they're, they're angry about being one and four. And they coast to a victory, but I don't know. I, I now that I think about it, and I, I listen to the the numbers that Justin put out there, I think this is going to be a close game. My real suggestion is to bet the under. I think the uh, I'd say the Raiders win this one, uh, twenty one to seventeen. I, I guess I'll take Houston and the seven points. But you know what grinds like, my gears? I like the Raiders to win. What's that? Why is Devonte Adams allowed to play in this game? Oh, he didn't get suspended for uh, pushing the. Cameraman? Oh no, they're going to wait until the process plays out. Even though Deshaun Watson has never been charged with a thing, and he's serving almost a two-year sentence. Uh-huh. So we saw him push a guy on national TV who worked for the NFL. Isn't that kind of like you know you're beating up somebody at work by pushing somebody? Well, he supposedly gave him whiplash and this other stuff. I think the guy's a big sissy, and if you shouldn't be, if you're not tough enough to handle that on the sidelines, you shouldn't be on the sidelines personally. But if we're gonna we're gonna see this, we're gonna talk about this. 
there wasn't charges ever brought up against Ray Rice when he knocked out his then fiance future wife. But we really? saw him. Yes, we saw huh. him do this. Did she to, refuse to cooperate with the police or what? She did. Yep. So we got Class the videotape of Devontae Adams shoving said person. So why is there not any ramifications of this? Where when is the NFL going to lay down the law evenly? That's all I'm asking for. Why do you care so much? Because it <laughs> pisses me off. I guarantee you that there's going to be a day when some chick is going to say, Aaron Rodgers raped me before the Super Bowl, and then he's not going to get to play, or said quarterback. I guarantee you that's never going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Nope, real okay. Packers sympathizer. No, it's just not going to happen. Okay, it's when the Jets go to the Super Bowl and somebody's going to claim that Zach Wilson had sex with them or did something inappropriate to some woman, supposedly. Possibly. So does the NFL want the Jets to succeed or just the Giants? Just No, it doesn't matter. My point is, is that why the hell, if there's no fucking charges brought up, why is the NFL dealing with any of this in the first fucking place? If they're not in jail and if they're allowed to play, they should be on the field playing. Well, I mean, I think the simple answer to that is that they know that there are a lot of women who are fans and they probably think that perhaps... A yeah, lot there they go, thinking again for everybody. When there's like 17 massage therapists that all say... Yeah, this guy was a creep and did inappropriate things. There's probably well, I've got my hand up it. here. So he paid them all $150 on his credit card. You don't think that there was cash involved there? So they prostituted themselves and then evaded taxes, but they're innocent? Wow, that's quite an allegation. Do you have any evidence to substantiate that well, claim? I'm just saying in a transaction like that, that's what I would assume. Everybody else assumes the worst on everything else, so why can't I assume? Mike, what do you think? I think we should move on to the next game. <laughs> okay, and that next game is the Kansas City Chiefs visiting Levi's Stadium to take on Mike's San Francisco 49ers. Chiefs are a three-point favorite. And let's see, whose turn is it to start? I believe it is Justin's. I can never remember the line. Chiefs are very Chiefs well. are much? minus three at San Francisco. Hello, Justin. I know, I'm just thinking here. San Francisco oh. is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but it is at San Francisco. It is. Know? And it does seem like uh, Mahomes is getting on his game here. So, and Jimmy Garoppolo, he's cute and all, but he ain't a very good quarterback. So, he had a heck of a Mahomes. time against Atlanta. So, you take the Chiefs? Yep. Casey, yep. Yep. I think, uh, I mean, Mahomes had a little bit of struggles with Buffalo. They only put up, what was it, 17 points? Or something, 13, 17. Uh, and that was a game that surprisingly went well under the uh, the over-under line of 54.5, I believe. Uh, I agree, though, that the, uh, the Chiefs are going to roll in San Francisco. I'll take the Chiefs minus three. Mike? It's a no-brainer. Take the Chiefs. Next game. Oh, is that another 
Weiss crack and lock? I believe it is. What's the special sound for that? How does it sound? Um, the special sound for that. Does it sound like a deadbolt? You should have like a nutcracker crack it in a nut. We could do like a toilet flushing. Do you want to do that? <laughs> wow. As in your. I was thinking like, you know, the sound of somebody in their New York apartment where they're like locking all seven of the locks on their apartment door at the same time. How about we're, uh, we'll slam the door on it? It's locked. How about that? All right. So I guess we'll, we'll agree that we need to keep thinking on that. <laughs> Yeah, but but so so can the alligator crawl up the sewer in the toilet or no? Um, probably over in your neighborhood, you might guess. Well, I was talking about New York with the seven locks, you know. Oh yeah, well I, I guess anything is possible. Oh. Okay, next up we've got the Seattle Seahawks traveling down to Los Angeles. I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers at home are minus six and a half. Uh, I think I'm up first on this one. I don't know. I I think Keenan Allen's supposed to be back for the Chargers. That could certainly help. Mike Williams was just totally shut down by who was that? Patrick Sertain last night of Denver. Williams is trash. I don't know if Seattle has a secondary still. They don't have the Legion of Boom. Uh, especially if Keenan Allen is back. I think uh, Herbert is able to have a big game. However, however, uh, I think Geno Smith comes in and gives uh, the Chargers a run for their money. I'll take Seattle and the six and a half points. Mike, what do you think? Uh, the LA Chargers have started to got, they have a following now, so they're starting to sell out the stadium. People are Becoming Charger fans in the City of Angels. So it's going to be loud. They're going to be at home. I don't think Geno Smith is worth a drop of piss. And I, I'm going to go with the Chargers, and they're going to cover. So you think a Los Angeles Chargers football crowd is going to get loud and impact yep, the game? I definitely think so. Yep. Okay. You heard it here first. Justin? What say you? I say that um, Seattle is one of three teams to, to give up over 160 points this year. And I think that uh, the Chargers defense or offense is going to start clicking now. You think Herbert so, is clicking on all gears? He's going to get there. I think Allen comes back this week. And uh, so it's, it's giddy up and go time. Besides that, Seattle's got three wins already. That's three more than anybody thought they would have or that they deserve. So let's go with the San Diego Superchargers all the way. Hey, I just say, I think they, they earned that win against the Broncos to start the season. And, uh, you know, when you score 48 points against Detroit, I mean, I think you deserve a win, even if you did give up 45. But... I will say, having said all that, I'm I'm kind of regretting my pick, but I've I've put it down in red ink, so I, I'm not going to change it at this point. But I won't recommend that the listeners go out and follow me on that one. Maybe just the other eleven picks so far. Just a little right. FYI, the the Lions have given up the most points in the league, and they've already had their bye. 
Nice. That is a fun fact. Okay. Everybody's going to be excited next week for, um, what's her name, who does the little song before Sunday Night Football? Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge, or what's her name from the... Is that Faith Hill, or... No, the girl from America's Got Talent, the original episode year, or whatever it is, right? Uh, Carrie yeah. Underwood. Carrie there Underwood, right? Is that... That's yeah. her. I know Justin will be yeah. excited. Everybody's going to be excited because that's probably going to be the best part of the broadcast. Because after that, we're going to be subjected to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins. Not if Underwood is on, all I have on is my underwear, so there. So the Steelers visit Miami on Sunday night. The Dolphins are a seven-point favorite. Uh, Mike, you're up first on this, uh, this exciting contest. It's another awful terrible game that I won't watch a minute of. Uh, the Dolphins looked good early, but without Tua, they just kind of fell apart. Is he supposed to come back? Yes. This week? That might be worth tuning in for, because they do seem to click on all cylinders with him. They're going to absolutely destroy the Steelers if that's the case. So, yeah, I think Miami covers at home. Take take the Dolphins. Justin, what say you? I say that Tua will probably be rusty. I mean, he's still probably making gang signs and stuff. Um, so, And I already said that Pittsburgh was going to win. So let's go with Pittsburgh. All right. All kidding aside, uh, I mean, if, if Tua can come back and play well, that certainly changes uh, Miami's prospects. But... I, I wish him the best, but I fear that he is going to be uh, a bit rusty at best and uh, hoping not to see him carted off the field yet again. But I think uh, Pittsburgh at least keeps us close. If not pulling off the upset, I'll take the Steelers and the points. Finally, that brings us to Monday Night Football. You got music for that, Mike? No. You, you can just hum it. Do it yourself. Are you ready for some football? The Monday Night Football. The Peyton Manning and Archie Manning and <laughs> Eli Manning are you with the here with the giant heads for some football. Tune on in for the Bears and the Patriots. For now you want yeah, six you minutes and turn it the shit off because you want <laughs> you'd rather watch the shit go down a toilet. <laughs> watch this on some Monday Night Football. The monsters of the Midway have to go out of their comfort zone where they were able to stay within five points of the Commanders. And now they've got to travel to New England to Gillette Stadium, take on the Patriots. The Patriots are laying eight and a half, or I'm sorry, eight points at home. Justin, is that enough? That's too many. The Patriots' offense sucks. Unless they're counting on two defensive stud score touchdowns. Give me whoever else they're playing for eight points. <laughs> you do realize it's the Chicago Bears, right? Yeah. Okay, just double checking. Hey, uh, Mooney's on the move, baby. Yeah, Mooney has been uh, acquiring targets and receptions. If you could have just pulled in that final, that final pass while he was hovering over the goal line instead of bobbling it and pulling it in at the one foot line, 
the Bears would have prevailed last week over the much maligned Commanders. Um, I I kind of I I obviously like to see the Bears do well. Although you know you got to give credit to Belichick, he tends to go after kind of the uh, the top thing you have going right now, and I think that's actually Fields running out of the backfield, out of uh, out of the pocket. That's what got the Bears down there for a chance to win the game. I think uh, Belichick's going to neutralize that, force Fields to actually make some good throws downfield. And I'm afraid that may not go well for the Bears as much as I'd like to. I hate to say it, but I'm taking the Patriots in the eight points. Mike, what do you think? Well, all I know is that the Patriots blew some ropey loads last week all (laughs) over the – who did they play, the Browns or – Yeah, the Browns. 38 points. They put up 38 against Justin's Brown Stars. Creamed all over their faces. Two of those were defensive touchdowns, right? Well, hey, it convinced me. The Bears are god-awful. They could be the worst team in NFL history. They are who we thought they were. With the worst quarterback in NFL history. They've got two wins. Yeah. Okay, they won one in a monsoon in the, <laughs> playing the Niners. And who, who was the other one against? Uh, Some high school team? They should have beat Green Bay. Yeah, but they Houston. didn't, did they? Houston. They beat Houston. Houston is garbage. It's a dumpster fire. The Patriots will, again, nut all over and teabag the Bears. No question about it. They're going to cover the seven and a half points. They're at home. Bears are absolutely lousy. That is a great game to get rich on. All right. That wraps it up. All right. So do you have a, do you have a cumulative total for the season? Oh, yeah. Total pick wins. I don't have that in front of me. I'd have to go back to those uh, those two weeks I was missing and get some more data there. I can tell you that for the, the weeks that I do have in front of me, that's weeks two, three, and six, Mike has a total of 19 wins. Justin, you have a total of 14 wins. And I, I, have, a total, I have a total of 22 wins. But... We'll see what uh, week four and five had. Hopefully, I'll have those ready for next week. Yeah, I think we should do that, like uh, do the cumulative in last week's. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the fans are all demanding it. Hey, fans. Oh, for sure. As long as I've got you here, make sure you go on iTunes and rate and review the show. That really does help. Don't forget, we're also on Spotify, Apple, and all other podcast apps where you like to listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a hold of us, Look no further than get at get wise cracking on Twitter, wise cracking with winter on Facebook. Uh, I think there's an Instagram too. It's really easy to get a hold of us if there's something that you'd like us to do or talk about, and we do love hearing about you or hearing from you. The peanut gallery, do you have anything to say? What What are we talking about now? Okay. I'm sorry. I got, I got distracted. On behalf of Paul and Justin, I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll check you out next week. Good luck with your bets. Bye.